Hi there, listener. You're about to experience Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games, and there will be plenty of game talk, but also copious amounts of crude, off-color, offensive, and immature speech. So if you are of a rather sensitive humor constitution, we're just letting you know what you're in for with this show. It has games. It has jokes. You know, just games and jokes. Take the games, take the jokes, and have a good time. Hello, Internet. Welcome to another very sickly Tadpog podcast. Welcome to Snifflecast. Yep. It's a show that happens twice a week, where this week, yeah... Two sick boys talking about old games. Yeah. I was um, a little surprised when I texted you earlier, and I was like, what time do you want to do this shit? (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm sick, and also I didn't sleep. (laughs) Yeah, but we're here. Here we are. I was surprised. I mean, I'm okay. When you texted back that you were sick as well. Yeah, because I had another one of those. Because mine has just been like, it's it's all been like head and neck. Yeah. So it's just congestion slash runny nose slash extremely sore throat. And because the other day it happened again where I was just like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I snuck in really hard. And you uh, snuck then? Snuck. I guess that's the. Like you're hawking you know, a loogie? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt another one of those pops. Oh. And I was like, another oh, mucus man. blood? Not as bad, but it was definitely, uh, I pulled something loose again. I was like, oh, okay. All right. That worked. <laughs> Do you think you have another sinus infection, or is it just no, a cold? No, I think it's just a cold. That's good. So, yeah, Kenna was sick. Apparently, like, at daycare, she would, like, lick another kid that was sick. So, brought that home for everybody. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I got that from Meg at Dragon Con. Because yep. <laughs> so, she was sick at Dragon Con. Mm. Well, this week, it's... um. It's other shit Monday. What we're getting back, we're getting back on track. It kind of is. It's. Other, I mean, it definitely is Monday, mm-hmm. but it's more like a weird original flavor Monday. It's true because <laughs> we're, we're on digital trends list That's today, um, which we normally do on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So what that what I mean is, it's really gonna throw off Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> well, well, because <laughs> we were we were talking about possibly doing another Shadow Run game for Wednesday, Mm-mm. but I don't think that mm-hmm. I have time for that. No, because I'm, that is we we have to record that in two days. Yeah. There's no. no there's no way. <laughs> I work two days and I have to take a trip to Louisville. So you have to go to Louisville mm-hmm. for fun stuff or not fun stuff? Not for fun stuff. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But well, so, yeah, maybe, I don't have time to hey, play anything. Maybe you'll catch good Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> mm, let's see. So this week, yeah. Original Flavor Monday. Today, Original Flavor Monday. We are playing down through digital trends, top 25 Sega Genesis games. Right. Number 16. Yes. Shadow, Shadow Run. Run. So this will just be a one-parter. Yeah, we were spoilers. <laughs> in, case you were not, in case you were wondering how we feel about this game right out the gate. We were planning, we were kind of talking about doing a two-parter mm-hmm. for this. I don't think that that's going to be necessary for me. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Everybody, you can just, uh, everybody who is not Cody Stinson, just, you yes. know, you can zone out for a second. It's D- this, fine. Disclaimer. We're speaking directly, directly to, to Cody, Cody Stinson, Stinson. <laughs> who was so excited. I know. 
Cody, I know how Cody. much I know you were Cody, so excited. My boy. Oh man. Cody. I love your support. I love your enthusiasm. I, absolutely. I love the Shadowrun shirt that you have, the Shadowrun Return <laughs> shirt. I love I love it. Mm-hmm. If if I had time to remix, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, with I'm sorry, Cody Stinson, I would do I it. I am for real. <laughs> I did not mean to <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Make Uh-huh. Make your <laughs> trolls at Orcs cry. <laughs> classic <laughs> i can tell you're really in a pickle there but cody i don't think you're going to be particularly pleased with how this episode goes and i'm sorry it's not a personal it's attack no no that's why i'm calling yeah. you out particular right. hey yes we love you buddy. we love your support oh buddy we're very sorry we about this very sorry about this um Okay, I don't now, now that's done. Now I feel like that was a good thing to do because I don't think that my I don't think that my criticisms are going to be that harsh. Yeah, I I definitely am not going to shit on this no, game. Me neither. So that being said, now you, now Cody Stinson, the <laughs> choice is in your hands. You you've heard a little bit of good and a lot of a lot do of you, negative. Do you take do the you, do you take the red pill? Right. <laughs> Realize what is happening and continue on, or yeah. do you take the blue pill, exit the matrix, and continue on with your life it's with your, your tadpog opinion it's, unspoiled? It's your choice. I, we get it if you want to just check in with us on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is not this is not going to be a shit on fest for Shadowrun Returns. Let's put I'm not Shadowrun this Shadowrun for Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, yeah, Shadowrun. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't plan on shitting on it. But before all that, yeah, before we talk about the game, I'm your beard host Tyler. Hey Tyler, and so good to see you. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I know that sounded like a joke. <laughs> I realized that as soon as I said it, but it is really good to see you. No, you're you're the only person that I really see anymore. So it's good. It's good to see somebody who I don't work with. Yeah. who I love. So well, I just got a job where you work. So <laughs> that would be great. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. that would be great. Well, I figured I could help carry those mashed potatoes. <laughs> What's some hard physical labor I can do for a lot less money? <laughs> I don't know about that second part. <laughs> I mean, it's good insurance. It's really good insurance. Like, you can just go straight fuck yourself up somewhere. You're right. fine. Is it because you work in the building yeah, where it, you would go? It basically right. only applies to that hospital. Right. Those, that strand of hospitals. Got you. So that it's strand. awesome. That strand, that brand. <laughs> oh, man. But I have a package sent to me from Paul Cluel. It is addressed to Tadpog Podcast hyphen Tyler. I love it. <laughs> Our good old Ruby Baron. And I'm going to assume, because I can feel it, it feels like a t-shirt, probably, and then it says shit from T-Chip, who I know makes t-shirts. T-Chip? Mm-hmm. T-Chip, all right, let me tell you my experience with t-shirts. Please, t-chip. tell me about your experience with T-Chip. I bought a, um, a, a birthday present for... Um, Brady Gatsby's daughter, um, Brady Jr. She loves Markiplier. Brady Jr. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. So she had a. Is a, that that is a YouTubesman? Uh huh. YouTubesman. All right. I uh, he they T-Chip was running a special for this pink hoodie had stuff with Markiplier on it. I was like, okay, awesome. It was more than I wanted to spend, and I had like forty five minutes because like the whole thing was almost done. So it's like, oh, okay, well that's fine. So I buy it. And then I don't hear anything for like two months. That's not good. Normally you get like, Mm -hmm. like normally when I buy something online, I get a notification within like five minutes. Well, I got a notification that I bought it. Oh, that's good. But they said 
it's been bigger than they thought. So their their original thing of like it'll be four to five days before you get this became like we don't know. Shrug. <laughs> and then I looked in and like Teachip just has horrible reviews oh, on, really? on shit. Horrible reviews. So then after like two months went, so it's like, if you're happy, listening. happy birthday, you know. We don't have any sponsors, later. I'm just saying. <laughs> you want to redeem yourself, teacher. <laughs> so then I contested it on PayPal. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay. They're, they're, I feel like they're scamming me. I sent PayPal like the reviews that I'd seen about, about them and about this product. Like no one else has gotten yeah. it. And then... So the company replied back through PayPal to me saying T-chip like did? or T chip, yeah, replied through, replied PayPal through PayPal to me to you. Okay. saying they were sorry, it was just gonna be a few a uh, few more days. Uh-huh. And I was like, No, I want my money back. This is like I bought it for someone's birthday. The birthday has passed. I want my money back. Right, right, right. So it's my money and I, I want, want it, it now. now. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't um they didn't reply to that. And then I noticed PayPal interceded on my behalf and like gave me the money back. I hear PayPal's really good about that. Yeah, so I was like, awesome. Two PayPal. days. Two days later, I got the hoodie in the mail. <laughs> like, yeah, how about yeah? <laughs> so your life since that point has just been like finding that sweet spot to cancel orders, <laughs> to contest orders through PayPal. You're like, well, it's probably shipped. It's probably already in the mail. <laughs> but so I'm gonna open this. See how T-Chip does. All right. You need this knife? No, just rip it open. All right. Rip it open. Damn. Yeah. All right. I see a Fruit of the Looms tag. All right. Fruit of the Looms. Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> it's black. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. There's a tag that says Black Fruit of the Loom Cotton. All right. I hope it's just the Fruit of the Loom logo real big on the front. All right, here, Dave. I'll show you because it's folded nicely. That's a chrono trigger. That's a chrono trigger shirt. It's just yeah. it's the Roman numeral for twelve. Right, but I know it's a chrono trigger shirt. Chrono trigger because you can see. The... I can see a little fin, like it's like a shark fin peeking out. That's red. Oh, that is very nice. That is a nice shirt. That's it, you need to Instagram that. Yes, I will. Because it is a the chrono trigger C mm-hmm. uh, with the, that's made out of a clock and mm-hmm. it has the out the art of all the characters mm-hmm. displayed in the back. That is very nice. That's Thank very you very nice. much, Paul. I feel like I've seen that recently, and I can't. I don't know if maybe Paul sent me an, an image ad of it. for ad for T Chip on Facebook. It might have been. <laughs> all right, T Chip is not giving us any money to say that this is a nice shirt, but it is a lovely but shirt. It is a nice it's shirt. A very good gift. And you, as you know, I'm not crazy about T-Chip, so it must be a good shirt. I know. I'll take a picture of that. That's yeah. a good picture. But you also have a package. I do. What is up, Internet? I am Dave. I am your bespectacled host. And I also have a package here in a Blizzard gear box. Blizzard gear. And uh, this is also from Ruby Baron Paul Cluel. I'm going to tell you, I'm worried about opening this. Because I have... We made him mad, and it may be a bomb. It's probably a blizzard bomb. Um, there's probably an eggplant in here that has, like, in silver Sharpie written on it, suck my dick. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice the blizzard logo. Yeah, so it, this is definitely, definitely blizzard merchandise. Here's what I'm worried about. I own one piece of blizzard merchandise. I own one. Uh-huh. I'm worried that this is the same thing. It might be. It might be. <laughs> so before I open it, I have a story to tell you. Yes. Um, so 
I was streaming. Here's here's a plug. Here's a Tadpog plug. I was streaming Shadowrun for the Genesis on our Twitch channel, mm-hmm. which you can just type in Tadpog in Twitch. You'll find it. And I'm so bad about remembering usernames on Twitch because they're all usernames. They're not real people's names. Yeah. So I have a real hard time identifying people on there. So if you're listening, a uh, person who told me this. Uh, I apologize that I can't credit you, uh, but know that I think you're special. Uh, <laughs> not as special as Cody Stinson. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, Cody. But anyway, His dick is almost as big as Chris Vaughn. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm so big. Um, they informed me about something I hadn't heard of called the Cheetos Chicken Fry. Are you familiar with this? Mm-mm, no. New thing at Burger King. So on the way here, because I wanted to stay on the cutting edge of garbage food, uh-huh. I was like, well, I know we have packages that open today, but I am going to get some Cheetos chicken fries for us to eat on mm-hmm. the show. So I go through the drive through Burger King. I don't know. I don't know anything about like this could be a scam. Like this might just be a made up thing, uh, because like I pull up and it's like, well, I don't see any signs for like Cheetos chicken fries. Well, fuck it. Let's just let's just ask. There's no harm in asking. So I pull up to the speaker, and they say, well, "Welcome to the Southside Burger King. How may we help you?" And I say, I lean out the window and go, "Do y'all have those Cheetos chicken fries?" <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like two seconds of silence on the other end. No, we don't. And I say, "Okay, see ya." And as I'm pulling off, I hear a woman go, "Wait, we'll have them on Tuesday." And I said, thank you. You'll see me on Tuesday. And then I drove off. <laughs> so, that's, so it's coming. You're right. When we record Tuesday's show. I know. Right. That's what I'll, I'll bring over. Unless I if they don't sell out. Forget. I know. It was like. You want to camp overnight? Yeah. That would be, I'm sorry. I'm calling it to work. I, to, I need to be at my local. Your boss will be there. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So that story is told. All right, I guess it's time to open this box. Oh, also, I've got... I want to thank you, Tyler. I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. open this. Yeah. Have you had this yet? I have not. This is a Monster Energy Ultra Black. Mm. This is a black cherry zero-calorie energy drink. Um, so I was when I was pulling this out of my car to come in and record, I was thinking to myself, man, I really like... Monster like got me because it's like, and I have you to blame for it because I start. I remember the first time I drank a monster, uh-huh. ironically, and now I'm suckling at the monster teat twice a day. It's ultra black teat. I can't fucking, yeah, that's a rinse thing. I can't fucking believe that, like, now it's just like. I, I can't live without this. <laughs> like, this is just a thing I'm dependent on let's, now. Let's go get tattoos. <laughs> Let's do it. Get stuffed bumper stickers. They have all the all the merchandise. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Is it the thing that I already own? Is it the thing I already own? Is it the thing I already own? We're opening, we're opening, we're opening. It's the thing I already own. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the good news about this. And I was I was already prepared because it's like the moment it came in, the moment it showed up on my doorstep, I looked at Nikki and I was like, "This is a fucking Abathur hat. I know that it's an Abathur hat." Tyler Abathur is a um, he is a character. The dwarven god agreed. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yes. Uh, however, in Starcraft, 
He is, um, I think, a Zerg. Here's no. uh, here's the thing. I don't know anything about StarCraft, but I I did love playing Abathur in Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. So Abathur is this giant slug, and what he does is he puts um, little symbiotes on other heroes, um, and this is a symbiote. So this hat is a symbiote, oh. and in the um, in the actual game, they appear as hats, and they're called hats. <laughs> In the, in the Heroes of the Storm nomenclature. So here is... It looks good on top of your my hat, hat you're already wearing and your hats headphones. on hats on hats. That's how we record. <laughs> we play a fucking Team Fortress in here? What are we doing? <laughs> so, but here's the good news. Because um, I have already been thinking about this. Because like I said, the moment it came in, I told Nikki, I was like, there's a good fucking chance that's an Abathur hat in here. Because Paul knows me and he knows that I love to play Abathur. Mm-hmm. Henry loves my Abathur hat. I also love my Abathur hat and want to keep it in good condition. (laughs) So now what this means is that Henry gets his own Abathur hat, which he is absolutely going to love. I guarantee it. (laughs) And now we can wear them at the same time. You you can go hunt Pokemon together wearing those. (laughs) Walk around the dam. Actually, like, we need one more so that I can make Nikki wear it. (laughs) No, it's fine. Wear it. It's fine. No, it's cool. We're a cool family. <laughs> you know what you signed up for. Put the fucking hat yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. There's no, there's no pretense in this marriage. Thank you, Paul. I love it. Uh, I'm. I, I actually feel bad that I already own one um, that Ramon picked up for me um, at BlizzCon. So I know that these are not. These are not cheap, Paul, and thank you very much. I, I really, really do appreciate it. And I, I'm not joking when I say that I am excited that Henry gets his own now because awesome. he will he will love it. <laughs> and I hope that he wants to sleep with it because that is like that would just be the best. So I get to see him in the morning and like he's standing in his crib wearing it. That would be perfect. Oh, pick one me more up, thing. father! I forgot. Oh, I would just mention this to somebody the other day. I'm going to treat myself to some Swedish fish that I forgot was in my car from the Chicago trip to the Arcade Expo. If you don't mind, I've never had one. I don't mind at all. And you just pour them all in your mouth? <laughs> no, I just eat them? Nope, I don't mind eating them oh, all no. at all. I don't mind letting you watch me eat these. Because I've heard, have you seen the Swedish fish Oreos? I have. I haven't tried them yet. Do we have them here locally? I haven't seen them. I want to I try it. Okay. I see the appeal to that. It's good. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're not too sweet. It's very much like a middle okay. age middle aged person candy. I feel like because <laughs> like as a we've kid, come into our Swedish fish age of life, our that section, <laughs> the era. As a kid, I would have been like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> because it's not very sweet. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, now it's just right. Have you seen? I read uh, the other day an article about about a study linking to people who enjoy bitter flavors are more likely to be sociopaths. Really? <laughs> so, I wouldn't qualify this as a bitter flavor. No, no, no. I just thought of it. <laughs> this is not an intervention, is it? <laughs> Dave, Dave, we worry. <laughs> no, you you have empathy. It's a nice thing. What, empathy? <laughs> oh. All right, Dave. Yes. Do you hear that? Um, I do hear that. It sounds like the monster energy drink train being conducted by Abathur wearing a Chrono Trigger shirt while eating Swedish fish. Man, that is a cross section of humanity. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is that is basically you. What have I become? 
I bet there's one other person listening right now who's just like, yeah, Cro- yeah, Chrono Monster Bros. <laughs> On both shoulders has a Chrono Trigger tattoo, and then the other one has a monster tattoo. <laughs> or it's actually like, um, it's actually Frog, and he's flexing, and on his chest is the Monster Energy <laughs> Drink logo. <laughs> it's like me wearing um, my Chrono Doctor shirt, which is the cover of the Chrono Trigger box, but uh-huh. Chrono is uh, the 10th Doctor. And then Marl and Lusa are Luca, Lusa are uh, Rory and Amy. So I remember I, I wore it out somewhere. My friend was like, "That is a strange diagram of, of <laughs> fandom that hardly anyone is going to get." <laughs> Tenth Doctor is Matt Smith. Smith. Okay, I always have problems. Wait, maybe with maybe the he's Eleventh Doctor. It's been I've, I'm so out of touch with Doctor Who. Here's we. Here's a. This is maybe it's Eleven. No, there's the War Doctor. So everything's starting off Matt Smith. Let's just say Matt Smith's Doctor. I'm going to look up who the Tenth Doctor is because here's how here's, I think. I think now that I say it, I think ten. I think nine. Nine was what's in that I don't like. Ten is Tenet, and I think eleven is Matt Smith. Okay, you're, okay. I'm tenth is Tenet, and I'm glad because okay. the mnemonic device that I had developed to memorize that is that it's Tenet. Ten- <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, I do hear that time train, which of course ushers in a segment uh, that we like to call Dave reads from Wikipedia. You know why I like this show, Tyler? Um, because I forgot that for a moment <laughs> I we, forgot we that get I'm money sick. bullshitting. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty that awesome. That is pretty awesome. Thank you for those who donate <laughs> uh-huh. to us on Patreon. Seriously, you're amazing. Thank you. Um, okay, guys, Shadowrun is a rare action role playing game for the Sega Genesis. Rare lowercase, not mm-hmm. rare uppercase. Yeah, that's very. I, so I feel like that's important to distinct to make that distinction. Rare made games for the Genesis. They, there was a coup. Uh, it was released in 1994 in North America only. That's also an interesting thing. Hmm. Uh, it was adapted from the cyberpunk role-playing game Shadowrun by uh, FASA and was developed by Blue Sky Software. Uh, the game is the second video game adapted from Shadowrun and has a more open-ended style of gameplay than its 1993 Super NES counterpart, Shadowrun, which was by Beam Software. Hmm. Um, so that is the introductory paragraph to Shadowrun for the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on <laughs> <Yep>. iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> you want to oh, talk about this game? Okay. I'm gonna, I'll lead it off by saying I had no exposure to Shadowrun until we were doing IGN's SNES list. Long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. Played Shadowrun for the SNES. Thought it was amazing. Fucking loved it. Turned around, got the other one on Steam. Got Shadowrun Returns. Returns. And I know you play Dragonfall. Yep. And then as soon as it came out, Paul Kluhl bought me Shadowrun Hong Kong. The next Steam sale, I got Shadowrun Boston Lockdown. I went out. Normally, I'll just download PDFs of uh, tabletop books. Allegedly. Not for Shadowrun. Allegedly. Allegedly, you will do that. I went and bought all the hardback books of the latest edition of the Shadowrun game. That's how much I immediately was into the world of Shadowrun. The setting is amazing. It is. Uh, the I, setting I is love truly it. amazing. I do. I love the setting. I love the, like how things have changed in the world because um, it's it is fantasy, but it's fantasy that's kind of built up on the real world, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Yeah, I like I like urban fantasy right. a lot. That's like urban Dresden dystopian Files, fantasy. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dresden Files and Iron Druid are are definitely urban fantasy, and then this has that dystopian twist on it. So it's, yeah, 
So me saying that I was not crazy about this game has nothing to do with the mythos of Shadowrun. I love Shadowrun. I love everything else I've been exposed to to Shadowrun. This is not a, I don't think this is a great game. It has it has its points, but I think this pales in comparison to its Super Nintendo counterpart. I agree with you. I, I prefer the Super NES version, um, and that's actually why I planned on 100% completing this game, mm-hmm. was because I really enjoyed the Super NES version. Oh yeah, I was super psyched about this game. I was like, yeah, another Shadowrun game. It's totally different. I, I was like, hell yes. yes. Yeah, let's fucking do this. And this one is... Now, because we both like, yeah, let's make it a two-parter. I let's know. dig into we this. Were super excited about it. Mm. Um, I feel like the Genesis version of Shadowrun is the one that is more popular. I, I mm. that's the one I always hear about when I talk when I talk to other people about Shadowrun. Yeah. Um, Super NES doesn't really come up that much. In Genesis, it seems like it always does. Um, even though I guess because it makes more sense that. The Shadowrun series makes more sense to be Genesis games than it does Super Nintendo games. How like so? that is not I don't I think of Super Nintendo as sort of the cartoony, nice, like not the they don't have they're it's not the dark system. Right. Genesis is. Yeah. And Genesis this is has the, the riskier so things. That makes sense. So I'd feel like this would be and kind of I I would think like the tinier sound like would play into like a cyberpunk setting. Like I figured they would make everything hit on the Genesis. So I can see why. Oh, but man, it didn't click for me. So uh, me neither. Although it's weird because there are parts of this game that I that I legitimately loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it probably is a uh, probably good to start there. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I'm, if if you're listening and you're not familiar with Shadowrun, actually maybe we should start with what Shadowrun is okay uh because Shadowrun is there is a cataclysm basically an awakening i think yeah. it's called or the goblin let's see what first comes um people humans are giving birth to elves and dwarves mm-hmm. out of out of nowhere and they suddenly become a part of part of reality and then the goblinization happens and one in every 10 humans turns into a orc or a troll, troll. Mm-hmm. and that's when dragons awaken and magic comes back into the world and then this sort of meshes with this technology and it's also like i guess it's it is the dystopian nightmare of capitalism where business grows out of control unchecked yeah. overthrows government puppet governments basically yeah where it's like nine to twelve maybe like mega corporations that run everything the wealth gap has never been higher not like I've, real life <laughs> oh no <laughs> not like planet starbucks <laughs> <laughs> and so basically you're either on top or you're either incredibly rich a wage slave like still on the low end or a shadow runner just a criminal trying to trying to make it yeah mercenary type yeah an adventurer kind of yeah kind a of a very dangerous because it's the world of shadow run is not good like you don't find many sources of good like everyone is so the world is so harsh that mm-hmm. everyone has to be sort of self-centered just to survive right so it's full of betrayal and Jobs gone wrong and murder and blackmail and yes, all of these seem like common themes in in Shadowrun. Yeah, and it's cyberpunk. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Um, this is kind of William Gibson kind of invented that genre, I think, with Neuromancer. But 
Shadowrun definitely built on that. Yeah. So it's like it, this, and as far as I know, Shadowrun was the first cyberpunk tabletop role playing game. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just mm. throwing words out there, um, but I can't think of an earlier one. Uh, is Starjammer a one? Is that a thing? Starjammer is a thing. I don't know if I would consider it cyberpunk. It's more sci-fi fantasy. Oh, okay. In my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what the official classification is. Um, by the way, I think Starjammer would be fun to play. Yeah. Like as like a silly, like as like a silly game. Like I don't think I could take a Starjammer game seriously. But if it's like played like original series Star Trek or something like that, then I feel like that could be a lot of fun. Okay. It's D and D D &D in space. So (laughs) Okay. I'm in. (laughs) Okay, so I think that was a good I think you did a good job. Okay, thank you. Neither of us are experts either. I I don't I mean Shadowrun is a man, it is a complicated world. Like it is as complicated as you would expect a world of magic and futuristic technology. Right. Well, and you say futuristic technology, which I love because it is it's retro futuristic tech. Yeah, it's like it's like Alien the movie. Yeah. So where they're right. they're in space but they're also just like putting things into DOS on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's quote unquote high tech and I and I like that. And it's like I don't I haven't read the 5th edition books, so I don't know if they address things like wireless the matrix wireless or anything like that. Hmm. But like, um, what I love, like playing these games that came out in 93, 94 on the SNES and Genesis is like, nothing was hardly anything was wireless in, in that time period. And if it was, it was like infrared. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, there's no Wi-Fi or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's humorous to me when it's like, in order to hack something, um, a decker needs to physically jack into a terminal <laughs> yeah. in order to do it. I think that's. I think that's. I think it's cool. And it's cool in a kind of a goofy way. Yeah. Um, in, in my head fiction, I see it sort of like. All right, a small tangent. I see it sort of because that's the nature of a monopoly. Once you have a lock on something, you don't have to innovate. You don't have to compete. So of these companies, they don't. They don't have to do better. So technology is just sort of. Why innovate? Why spend more to do better things? So everything, yeah, it's futuristic, but also dated sort of tech because they don't have to get any better. Like the United States, we're in, we're first world country. We're incredibly advanced, but our internet is fucking awful. Yeah, some of the worst, we have some of the worst in the world. In the world. Sure. Because we have monopolies that control everything. Right. Because private private companies yep. own those lines. Yep. Um, now, we're probably not going to get into that <laughs> hardcore. But, um, so I don't know if in the newer editions they address wireless connectivity. I haven't, re- I haven't come across it because, man, that book is dense. I hope that they do because I've always had – and this might already be a thing in Shadowrun. I don't know. But I've always like been interested in the idea of like uploading my consciousness to the internet – so, like, in Shadowrun, I've always been thinking about this game where it's like, if I were to ever run a Shadowrun game, which I wouldn't because I do not understand the rules because they're very, very, oh, very crunchy rules. Yeah. I'd love to learn it, but, like, I would need to, like, take some serious time. And that's a game that I would only play with other people who have never played. Yeah, so that... Playing yeah. it at Dragon Con is always there's one player who knows oh, more yeah. than the DM oh, does, yeah. and it drives it, me fucking crazy. Oh, it crazy. grinds the game to a halt. Yep, yep. 
um, to the point where it's like, just let the dude run the game yeah. and we'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always had in my mind this story of like someone who uploads his consciousness to the Matrix, which is what the internet is called in Shadowrun, and then like becomes corrupt, like his file, his soul file becomes corrupt. And essentially what he, he becomes a demon. Uh, his soul is literally corrupted. Uh, becomes a demon and then starts possessing people who have sims in their in their it's like any kind of cyber uh, cybernetic implant mm-hmm. he can possess those people so now it becomes like I like the idea of this very medieval story of a demon possessing people but told through the lens of uh, cyberpunk Shadowrun. Okay. Um, so it's almost like an AI just jumping. Yeah, to host. absolutely. Jumps from body. You can kill a body, um, but all you're doing is killing the body. You're not. You also mm-hmm. have to kill. You have to destroy. The, you have to exercise the demon. Yeah, essentially. I like that. I'll never run this thing. <laughs> I'll never. And it's one of those. It actually makes me sad because it's like, man, I really like that story, but I'll never run it. It's just there's too many things that I have to do in order to make that happen. I I know D and D inside and out, and I can't fucking I can't fucking run a module. <laughs> because that takes too much time to like, oh, I got to study this module. Yeah. So, because man, because I was so amped, like I bought those books. I was planning a Shadowrun game. Yeah. I sat down, just like, oh, this is a, <laughs> it's a lot. This is yeah. akin to studying my calculus textbook. Uh-huh. There's so much shit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not D twenty based. It's D six based. Right, so right. it's just it's like a dice pool game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But all right, Sega Genesis game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I really enjoyed the interface uh, when you talk to people because that reminded me very much of Fallout, Fallout One and Two. Yep. So I was like, okay, I like this a lot. This is more. This feels more sort of streamlined and organized than the SNES version. I agree. I liked all the dialogue options. I liked um, the way it looked mm-hmm. because it looked very cyberpunk. Uh, it's green terminal text mm-hmm. on a black window. So, I mean, that's cool. Um, I also liked when I would read it, it's not just dialogue. Like when someone, when an NPC talks to you, you're not just given dialogue. You're also essentially given, I guess you call it stage direction, mm-hmm. um, where it tells you what that, how that character is acting before they give you dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was neat because it felt like I was reading um, it felt like I was reading a module. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. I like at the beginning you can pick your character. Yeah. You're you're playing yeah. You're playing as Joshua, but you get three You pick your classes. Choices. You get yeah. three classes. I kinda I'm spoiled because I'm used to playing modern RPGs where it's or MMOs where it's like pick your race and your class. Yeah. So I wish that I could have like been like in the beginning of the game where I was getting fucking raffle stomped every three minutes. I would have killed to have been like, reset. Okay, I'm playing a troll. <laughs> I'm just yeah. playing a troll that punches people. <laughs> yep. What did you what did you choose? Well, Tyler. First I chose What the- did you play the longest ass? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the longest I played as a decker. Okay. Um, I started the game as a gator shaman, um, which is a magic user. It's the only class in this in this version of the the game that Mm -hmm. can use magic. And I could not stay alive longer than three minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I am just learning this game. 
but I would walk around town and these random people would just come up and literally beat me to death with their fists. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I couldn't, like I would punch back, but my punching was not as good as their punching. Um, and I died a lot. So I probably spent a sad amount of time, probably like 40 minutes playing a shaman. And then I was like, let me try something else. So I reset it. And I chose um, a different class. I chose the street samurai, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, this is someone who's tough, who can get up in people's faces and just take dish out punishment while taking punishment. Same problem. I had the same exact problem. Um, the random enemies just kept fucking. I mean, they mm-hmm. were, dude, they were slaughtering me. Like, I didn't have a chance. If you want to see it, everyone can witness my fucking public embarrassment. <laughs> Go to Twitch and check out the stream. Uh, I am like, it's seriously, it's like every time I come out of a building, I'm murdered. And then I got pretty frustrated and I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll try this last class and see how I do. I chose Decker, which is um, a class that I'm most interested in, but it's always one of those things where it's like, I don't know how it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. If the game is matrix heavy, this could be great. If it's not, I could, this could suck. Who knows? So that's why I didn't choose him immediately. But when I selected him, it was like, oh, this is great. Because he is faster than the other two classes. He has a higher quickness. So essentially, I was able to kite all of the enemies. I was able to stay two steps ahead of all the enemies and just stop, shoot them, and then continue to run, stop, shoot them. I was essentially the skeleton archer from Diablo. (laughs) That's who I played as. See, and man, that is a... Having to play that way sucks. It feels such... I, I feel like it's a flaw in a game where it's just like... Where you, I mean, I can understand if that's the class, I get it. But like a street samurai should have been able to play like you played. I I played a shaman as well, same experience, and I had to get on and find guides as to what to use, what to play, how to walk me through picking spells, how to walk me through everything because yeah. this game is is not intuitive. It's not. It's a complex game, mm-hmm. which I think is that's a pro and a con because. For I feel like for me specifically, trying to play this game on a deadline in order to talk about it on a podcast, it's a con because mm. I spent I probably played for like six hours and I do not feel like I got a good grasp on this game. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> on one hand, I feel like I should have a good grasp on a video game after six hours. But on the other hand, if you're into the if you're into the games that take a long time to learn and master. Shadowrun is definitely that game. In high school, I would have enjoyed this. Yeah, I would. Sure. I would have to like having nothing. Else I couldn't to have played do. this as a kid. No, no. So I'm gonna say late middle school into high school. Oh, I don't even think I could have handled it late middle no. school. To be honest with you, because like late middle school is where I was like getting into Chrono Trigger, which is I fucking love Chrono Trigger, one of my favorite games of all time. But like comparing Chrono Trigger and Shadowrun for the Genesis is like comparing primary colors to like hexadecimal i mean it's just it's just like one is like way way simpler than the other shadowrun for the genesis is a is a complex game and incredibly difficult it is very difficult like uh uh all praise be upon him cody stinson billy mitchell oh (laughs) was telling us like the beginning does suck. You have to grind a whole lot for money. Just use a cheat. You'll make the game a lot. It'll make the game a lot better. 
Did you do that? No. I didn't either. And I I hated to do that. And also, thank you for telling us that, Cody. You're right. Because yeah. grinding through the same horrible escort missions, because all not. you're doing is just walking in one door, into another door, go back, collect your money, go in and out to avoid avoid the ghoul uh, mission, and then try to get the escort missions and the package delivery missions right. until you have enough money just to do anything. And I found it incredibly repetitive and boring. And just like, hope you can avoid the random enemies who will just fucking kill you easily if you're just, if you missed up a little bit, you're dead. Yeah. It is repetitive, but I don't, personally, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I think, to me, honestly, like, I, it became therapeutic at a point. Yeah. Like anytime I do something repetitive where I can just kind of turn my brain off but still be active, that becomes therapy for me. Mm-hmm. So like I actually enjoyed that part. Like I honestly probably did an hour and a half today of just grinding New Yen. New Yen's the, the money mm-hmm. in the game. Um, but I can see, yes. Like if you're wanting to get to the story, that's, that is frustrating. Yeah, because I just wanted to like all right, let's play this game. Let's get this. I want to get underway for for the show. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So it's just like, <laughs> so I sort of have an issue with, oh, if, if you want to enjoy this game, just cheat. And it's like, well, I mean, that's that feels like kind of a, a, a flawed way to have to play the game or brilliant Stanley Parable-esque I know. <laughs> here's commentary the, on it. Here's a huge downside to using that cheat because that cheat gets you new yen, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you complete a Shadowrun mission, you get New Yen, and that's the main reason to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. But you also get Karma, which you use to level up your character. Yeah. So it's like if I use the New Yen cheat, I'll have good gear, but I'm not going to be leveling up. Maybe that's not an issue in this game, but I got a good, I got a sense of satisfaction every time I was able to cash in Karma points to level up. Yeah. I love this game's leveling system. I fucking love it. It's not like your standard JRPG where you need 350 experience points to gain a level. And once you get that 350 experience points, now you need 500 experience points. Once you get 500 experience points, you gain a level. That is not how it works in Shadowrun. Uh, The way it works is for every task you complete, you gain karma. Um, And then you, at any time you want can take the karma that you've accumulated in a, and you go to a hotel, you can rent a room, and then you uh, spend that karma on attributes and skills. Mm-hmm. I love that system. I fucking love that system, especially for an RPG of that time. Um, I feel like that is, that's an amazing like tabletop game, tabletop RPG done in a video game. I, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I read that, and our, people were saying on Facebook as well, that this version is truer to the tabletop than the SNES version. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I Jake get, Armitage just shouldn't be. He's too many things. Right. Because basically, magic is derived from your humanity, from uh-huh. your essence. But so the less human you are, the less... The shitty you are at magic. Right. But That's why Harry Potter doesn't have bionic legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sole reason. I but, read the latest book. It's in there. Yeah, she put it in the, <laughs> right. the, the next one she's coming out with. Yeah. <laughs> so Jake has too many implants to be as good with magic as he is. He can do everything. Meanwhile, in this one, it's very like you can pick cyber or or magic. 
which one you can't really can't really do both right and i feel like the the other ones um Shadowrun returns do that do that a little bit better cuz you have a sliding scale where right. the bigger the implant it takes off chunks of your humanity and basically that is leads to like a spell you could use 5 times a day oh now you can only use 3 times cuz you got a cybernetic eye implant okay important question tyler in real life if you had to choose between cybernetic implants as many as you want mm-hmm. or magic which route would you go magic really yep see that's why we're good together because i would go <laughs> i would strip away every last bit of my humanity and just be a robot you would be doing a podcast with a robot essentially <laughs> And I would say things like, this podcast is not performing to maximum efficiency. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> Dave is home. Oh, my God. That is, I would like be like the shriveled little me inside the robot. Lacerated urethra. <laughs> and every time you said something funny, I'd be like, that was a joke. <laughs> Humorous. <laughs> so why magic? Um, I don't know. I see the, I'm an emotional person. I thrive off my emotions. So taking them away from me is not appealing to me. I'd rather use them as a strength. So magic. That makes sense. I like it. And I'm a sociopath. So, <laughs> so getting rid of my emotions is a very appealing. Because there's a very cool character in Dragonfall who is your, your street, I think she's a street samurai. But, you know, it's like she is decked out to the nines in cyberpunk. Like, oh, I like her already. Like, she can barely, like, she she is almost emotionless when you try to talk to her. But you find out that she was an incredibly powerful mage. Like, incredibly powerful. So powerful, she couldn't control it, and she killed her friends and family. Huh. So in order to put a cap on it, she just went and bought whatever, because her hardware is all dated and shitty. So she just went and got whatever she could afford and just loaded out to suppress everything that she had. Cool. So, <laughs> That's neat. I, I, like I that. liked her story because, like, you, I played a shaman in Dragonfall, so you can sort of concentrate and try to seek it out. Uh huh. So, like, you can Wait, once seek you seek what out? Magic? When, well, you can recognize the magic in others. Okay. That's just plot. So, like, Test whenever. Test metachlorian levels? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll this over Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whenever, like, you do her missions and earn her trust, she lets you do that. And you can still, even with all the tech on her, you can reach in and you find you can still find that spark that's still there and it's stronger than anything you've ever seen. Huh. But it's so far back there now, she can never get to it again. Very cool. So this is like only something you discover if you're playing as a shaman in Dragonfall? Uh, more than likely, Neat. I would imagine. Because you can, if you pick your ability, whatever your score is, you have that dialogue option. Very neat. Yeah, dude, if I could do it, like I would I would load myself up cybernetics and I'd like that would be like Dave real life shadow run would be just cybernetics, uh, and I would just be on the matrix all the time. <laughs> like that's just that's just it. I, and and also but here's the reality of it, Dave in real life would actually just be addicted to better better than life uh sounds. <laughs> <laughs> like I would be the guy like in the cause the beat the better than, awesome at second life awesome oh, second man. life third life by then yeah right awesome. fourth or fifth <laughs> cause those are essentially the opium dens of uh, Shadowrun I love that cause it's like people get addicted to these better than life um, simulations mm. and it's like well 
I'm not rich now, so there's no reason to believe I'd be rich in the Shadowrun world. So <laughs> there's no way I could afford a 27,000 new yen implant. So I'd probably just drop 100 on better than life syndromes uh, uh, simulators probably like five times a week. <laughs> I'm not addicted to opium, by the way, if anyone's curious. That's cool. Yeah. We can, we can go to what place? Adult uh, world. <laughs> adult world. Did- we can go to Fantasy World over there. Oh, Behind that door World is probably an opium right. den. Hey, are y'all an opium den? We want the couple's discount for the yeah. opium experience. Come back on Tuesday. <laughs> Enjoy a pickle in the meantime. Uh, let's see, looking up notes that I had. Uh, this world felt so much more empty than the Super Nintendo one. Because I felt like I was really traversing places in Wait. the Super Nintendo game. Okay, This one feels smaller and... There, it's just there aren't a lot of people. Like I remember walking through as the other one, and I felt like I was in a crowded street, seeing people doing up their business. Now it's just like empty streets. Oh, there are some enemies. Oh, there's one guy you can walk by. Just don't attack him. And then go in to a room, see your dialogue, leave. It felt way more minimalistic. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I to me, it felt larger just because. There are so many locations that you can... It's open. Yeah. Like, right from the beginning, you can choose where you want... Like, you can call it... The moment you have enough new yen, you can go to a terminal and call a taxi. Fucking, fucking be a cab driver in the future. Because those... Your cab rides can be as much as your mission payoff. So, just... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Probably just as dangerous. <laughs> Taxi driver is one of the most dangerous professions. Did you know that? No. It's probably even more dangerous than Shadowrun. Hmm. I need, we need Shadowrun Uber drivers. It's totally different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's better. It's nice. Oh, yeah. It's it's like no regulations or anything. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess. I can see that argument because it like it – it's open, but it does feel like every place that you can go to has like a dozen buildings or something like that. And, and there aren't many interactions going on in the street other than enemies. Yeah. So um, those enemies, those random encounters. Oh, random encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only did you run into, in, into any random encounters that weren't straight up just an enemy on the street? Nope. Dude, those are really cool. Um, every now and then as I was doing missions... Um, uh, a screen would pop up as if I were talking to an NPC and dialogue was being delivered to me. A screen would pop up and then a scenario would be told to me. Like, for instance, one of them was a woman rushes past you and two Lone Stars um, chase her from behind. What do you do? And it says, do nothing, walk away, um, fight the Lone Star officers, uh, they give you several options, and you get to choose. And like the option you choose um, plays out in different ways. Like if you just ignore it, nothing happens. But like if you decide to fight the Lone Star officers, the the narrative screen disappears. You're back on the street, and you're fighting those officers. So I thought that was really neat, and I felt like that felt to me like a tabletop game mm-hmm. because it's like here's just a random fucking thing that just happened. Um, how do you deal with it? And like the way that you role play uh, determines the outcome, and I think that's really neat. that is cool because it's just yeah. If looking at it at the on paper, har har har, it looks good, but just playing it, it's too cumbersome and too difficult for me to just sit down as an adult on a deadline and play. So I think in a different in a different circumstance, in a different time, a different a different person, this would have been this would have been enjoyable, but it just. For me right now, it was not. 
I I see the potential. I really do. Mm-hmm. I honestly do see the potential. If I if I weren't like decked out with hobbies, uh, and I could sit down and play this game and not worry about how long it took me to finish it, and not worry about anything other than just experiencing it and learning it. If I had the time to learn it, I do feel like this would be an enjoyable experience. But it there are so many systems to this game. Um, not only is there the magic system uh, that you have to learn if you're if you're a shaman, uh, there's also the matrix system. Oh man, I mm-mm. which is completely different oh, than the whole rest of the game. Yeah, which is good in a way because it should be different. It is your you're controlling an avatar on the matrix. This should act differently than um, how you control yourself in the real world, um, in the meat space. Um, but it is, it was so different that I, I could not play it. Like I had to yep. stop playing and I had to go to game facts and be like, all right, what is this all about? How do I do this? Um, because it's all pseudo, it's all pseudo internet, pseudo computer mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, it's frustrating to me who like understands a lot of that stuff, but can't understand the fictionalized <laughs> version of it. Because <laughs> I will say that about Shadowrun on the SNES, their Matrix was a little too bare bones and yeah, not different I think enough. I feel like it was lacking. Yeah. This was fully fleshed out mm-hmm. in the Genesis version. And Which, I, I think that's commendable. I can, and I can appreciate that, but I just did not, I did not understand it because I rage quit. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to see people play this and see if I can understand it. Nope. I was like, okay, then we sit down and read game facts and I'll read through how to do the Matrix. Uh, nope. How to Matrix. <laughs> how to Matrix, please. <laughs> how to be the Silver Surfer in I know, cyberspace. you do. I love it. You look like the Silver, silver Surfer. Silver Surfer Jesus that has lightning powers. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, my favorite is, I think it's Analyze, um, uh, which... When you're on the when you're in the matrix, you load up different programs that essentially act as their spells. Um, so I think I think it was the analyze program where silver you're you're silver surfer and you raise your hands up to the side and then just zeros and ones stream from one hand to the other. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. I mean, it's it's fucking goofy. Um, but at the same time, it's eighties anime tastic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's cool, but it's. It's retro futuristic cool. Yeah. That that's how I would put it. And I, I do like all that like retro futurism stuff. Like yeah. I think that's really neat to like go back to a period of time and be like, what did these people think the future was going to be like? Yeah, oh man, what I saw on Reddit a while back of art from the fifties of what people thought oh, yeah. all the pe- all oh, the people from yeah. other planets would be like. I know. Oh man. That's some that's some good shit. That's some amusing like I, man, I would have been in that boat and be like, yeah, I wonder who does live. Surely someone lives there. I know. Bet this is what they're like. I know. Yeah. So that's, I feel like I, I can't really talk too much about The Matrix because that is pretty much, I got frustrated at that point. And then, oh, yeah. I, and then I tried to read the game facts and, on this game, on the on the Matrix section. It was just like... Ah, uh, this is this is complicated. Like this is a this is a this is a complex game. Yeah. Like I feel like that is like if I were to give this game a grade, it would be complex. <laughs> like, yeah. like I like it would just be a calculus formula. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have an in depth analysis of even the story because I couldn't get that far. 
So no, me neither. But the base the the basic premise is that your brother was a shadow runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing as Joshua. Uh, your brother, God, I can't remember his name now. All of a sudden, but your brother um, was a shadow runner, and he disappeared. And you're trying to find what mm-hmm. happened to your brother. You're pretty sure he. It's implied that he died. Um, and then you meet up. It, honestly, it kind of reminded me of the story from Shadowrun Returns because um, it's mm. very similar. Like you're trying to unravel a mystery, um, and as you do it, you just you follow those mysteries. Like here's a clue, you follow that lead, and, it, and then there's another clue, and you follow that lead. That's kind of what it felt like to me, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like that. I like unraveling a mystery. Um, but it, honest, I got to be honest with you, like. The time it would take me to get from clue to clue, by the time I got to the next clue, I it, it had taken me so long to get there that I had to be like, okay, now what happened? What happened? Right, yeah. and I have to like re like reiterate. Oh, okay, right, okay, that's that. Oh, got it. So I don't know that that is a complaint of mine as far as the story goes. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's all I've got to say. I mean, I wish I I wanted to like this more. I wish it would have worked out better, but. Man, it just it's I I yeah I, I've said it all. I I wanted to like this. I wanted this to be a better experience. Just not at the point where I could have anymore. I liked it, but I was disappointed by it. Yeah, and I and I I think that I was disappointed by it because I liked the SNES version a lot, and I just don't feel like I had the time I needed to understand the game. Yeah. Um. I also really liked the isometric view in the SNES version. Mm-hmm. I missed that because yeah. this was uh, kind of just a pretty much on a grid top down yeah. kind of deal. Unless unless you're in the Matrix, in which case it's like a behind the shoulder mm-hmm. kind of view. And I thought that looked cool. I thought they did a good job like making that look interesting and making it look like a different part of the game. Uh, it, Cause it looks very, it was very Tron esque. I was thinking lawnmower man, but oh, yeah, okay. yeah <laughs> but yeah, right, I could see man. like a mix between the two for sure. What did you think of the music? I feel like this is important. Bad. To talk about. You did not like, I the, did music? Not like the music. Oh, I loved it. That's why I was, I was expecting more from it and I just, I just didn't like it. I thought it was simple and repetitive. I liked it a lot. I thought, I thought that it was very, um, I thought it captured the the feel yeah. of Shadowrun for me. It was by Sam Powell, and I'm pretty sure he's uh, who they got back for Shadowrun Returns. Oh, okay. Um, which I love the music in Shadowrun Returns. Like I love, and, yeah. that, and that might I, be why I like the music. I like the, movie, I like the music in Shadowrun Returns as well. So I don't know where the disconnect was. It might just be that it's coming through a Genesis. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I did. I like the music, so I was curious if that was mutual. Do you have any achievements? I do, but I can't remember what it was. One was really good. <laughs> Just take my word for it. Do you? Uh, I've got two. Uh, the first one is that In Living Color Jamaican skit. With, it's the guy with so many jobs? Yep. <laughs> you unlock that In Living Color Jamaican skit by completing 100 jobs. I love it. <laughs> and the second one is, don't you miss Elizabeth? And you get that for doing 25 escort missions. Being Elizabeth from Bioshock. Bioshock? Yep. Okay, I got it. Um, I promise the achievement that I had was really clever, but you, I can't remember it. You'll think of it whenever you're on your way when home. When I'm driving home, yep. I will remember <laughs> it. If I do, I'll call in the Tadpog. I'll call our hotline Please do. and I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> um, Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game 
a beard mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? It would be the beard of a retro futuristic dwarf. Mm. And his beard is made entirely of USB cables. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they're made into an intricate pattern and network to other dwarves Ooh. who also have this networked US, US, USB cable beard. Okay. Which is needlessly complicated. Yeah. Wholly unnecessary. <laughs> right. That's how they communicate. <laughs> Without speech, they just transmit data through their beards to one another. <laughs> All right. Tyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, that sums up how you feel about it. What kind of glasses would you give it? Well, because it's it's not quite a company. Because what I was thinking was like, okay, well, the good thing is like Google glasses. So what is like the version that you don't like as much? Bing glasses or my, but, but there's not Bing's not a company. So Microsoft Microsoft glasses, like the Zune of the goggles. <laughs> Zune goggles. Zune goggles. <laughs> The goggles literally do nothing. (laughs) I love it. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I've got at least one more question Mm -hmm, for you, mm -hmm. possibly two. I'd like to know how much this game is on Amazon. How much do you think this game is used on Amazon? The Wikipedia said it was rare. I know. That kind of like, I feel like that might give you a hint, maybe. So I'll say $45. Forty-five dollars, Tyler. I actually do not know the answer to this question yet. I had looked it up, but when the Amazon app went to sleep and erased my search, so give me a second. Well, let me talk about something while you look for Please. that, because you've been doing all this Twitch streaming. Well, kind of. And then my well, and then my laptop is dead, so you've been doing the heavy lifting with the episode. So I feel bad, like I'm not contributing that much. And I was thinking, like I should, I should stream something. What would be something that I would be interested in in streaming that just to add content? Do you have time? Not really. I didn't think so. So it'd have to be just like a little bit at a time whenever I could. But the only good idea that I had, because I brought it up a long time ago, and I feel like setting some ground rules and streaming it on Twitch would be good, is to do my final fantasy. You masturbating. Fan- me, me just <laughs> jerking it so right. How cool just would for it everybody. be? I'm not lying. I have thought about this, but what if like, what if I did just jerk it yeah. on Twitch, but like completely follow Twitch's guidelines? <laughs> like you never see my dick, you never see the cum. It's just like it's just a game plague in the background in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Spoilers, that might be every Twitch stream I've done. <laughs> Is Dave eating a cheeseburger? No, I think he's <laughs> masturbating. Sure. What's that sound? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's your idea? But to do uh, my Final Fantasy VI No Magic oh. Only Essential Characters playthrough. You should do that. So I think, I think that would be good, because I was thinking today what rules would be. Because I think I'd have to do the, the GBA Advanced remake. To get rid of all the glitch, to get rid of the glitches, I'd want to exploit because it needs to be a straight. Let's see that. Oh, see, because I know because I'd want to do what Setzer does: use an echo screen on an enemy and then use the trick to get like all death all the time with Setzer's slots yeah do and it. and then use that see i don't i don't want it to be that kind of challenge i don't okay. want i don't want to cheat and be gimmicky like i want to sort of like pure challenge see if i can do it and i don't know if it's possible i'll be honest with you it would be because i thought oh, several things would be difficult about it i'd also never want to use weapons that learn magic that or taught me magic so at the end of the game i just want to see um edgar just has fight tools <laughs> blank and item that's it <laughs> 
But I mean, it, can, it theoretically could be done because you have three essential characters. Right. But how are you going to do, God, that, that final dungeon is going to be a fucking mm-hmm. monster. See, and I can't. Energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get the Moogle charm because Mog is standing on it and I can't recruit Mog. How are you going to get out of that pickle? So uh, the best you could do is put um, the one that like halves the encounter rate, that charm, maybe on, on the people to lower the encounter rate. But, I mean, Celeste is your badass because Celeste is so Celeste is the only character that can still use magic. Celeste still has Ultima, so put her on the difficult path that faces like I guess goddess, and then just roll with it. I think you should stream it. So I mean, I, I'm interested in trying it. It'd be, I mean, it's a cake play until World of Ruin, right? That's when she gets hairy, right? So no, really, yeah. Because like, bad. and to never never equip Magicite, like oh, period. God. Don't have the stat boost. I want to do the remake so I can't exploit the drill as a hat to boost all your stats. <laughs> right. Have the evasion Two, magic five, five. block glitch. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do a straight up sincere playthrough. I think you should do it, and I think people would watch it. Honestly, like I think if you like hopped on the Final Fantasy subreddit mm-hmm. and mentioned you were doing it, I bet people would watch that. Because mm. I don't know if anything like that's been streamed before. Yeah. What was your guess for the price? Forty five dollars. Tyler, man, whew, you're pretty yeah. good. Actual retail price of Shadowrun used for the Sega Genesis at the time of this recording $2. is $42.99. Wow. Went over, though. But you <laughs> barely did. You yeah. were very, very close. Um, and to be fair, there's one right below it that's $38.58. I don't know why it's listing them as two separate games, but so there we go. <laughs> Take your pick. Um, there's also one here from, oh, here's a poster. Would you like a huge Shadowrun Sega Genesis cover poster for $13.99? There's only 10 left in stock. Order oh, now. Shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's through a company called T-Chip. Oh, mm. uh, I'd offer to take calls, but I know we're both sick and want to go to bed. Yeah, I do <laughs> want to go to bed. Well, I do have, Tyler, I've got one more question for you. If you don't mind please please because we haven't done this in a while oh yeah and i've never heard of blue sky software Mm -hmm. before tyler i would like to ask you where do you think blue sky software is today where are they now straight up it's just north it's just a north american company i suppose since they did shadow run that was only released in north america so if it was just a north american company chances are if we haven't heard of them they were bought up by a competitor or went defunct, but I'm going to say bought up. What year do you think? When did this come out? 90... This came out in 94. Yeah. 98. 94. Tyler. Blue Sky Software went defunct wow. in 2001. Its successor was Sega. Hmm. Let me look at the games list. Oh, they did a game that I really want to play. I've never played this, but I really want to play. They did Ninja Golf. Are you familiar? Have no, you heard of that game? Never heard of that. Oh, we got to play it for the show sometime. <laughs> because I've never played it. And it's like, oh, man. As soon as I found out about Ninja Golf, it was like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen screenshots. And I'm like, I didn't even believe it was real. <laughs> um, they also did uh, Jurassic Park for the Genesis. That's weird. Hmm. I, I feel like I would have known them from that. This is on their games list on Wikipedia. You're too pumped up being the Raptor. It's fine. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, they did uh, Jurassic Park Rampage Edition, um, Starflight. They did the Ren and Stimpy Show, Stimpy's Invention. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Vector Man. 
Uh, so yeah, they did some stuff. Okay. So that's where they are now. They're in. They're in the graveyard. Dead. All right. That's all I got. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So don't miss the next episode. We haven't even talked about it. I know, and I'm super, like, I'm honestly stressed out about it because we need to figure that out, and then we need to figure out the scheduling on when we're going to record the Patreon bonus episode because we have to do that this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about yeah. for Wednesday then? Let me let me do a Todd Pog something off the SNES list. All right. Off, off, or, well, I think the next list, after we're done with this, we should do Wikipedia's list of all Super Nintendo games. Okay. So I'll let me pick something off that that I know you probably won't be interested in. Play it. We'll do a Todd Pog over it. Do you, you have time for that? Yeah. Yeah. Super, Super Nintendo games, that's, that's usually pretty good. Okay. I can do that. All right. I'm on board for that. Um, okay, great. We'll be talking about something for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just because I miss it. I do too. Can I tell can I be real with you for a moment? Mm-hmm. And everybody listening, can I be real with you all for a mm-hmm. moment? I'm kind of disappointed by this Genesis list. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about it, but I feel like I feel like we had some really good games and then all of a sudden sort of Vermilion happened. <laughs> and then right after that, Shadowrun happened. And I don't mean to shit on Shadowrun by saying that. All I mean by that was I had I was hyped for Shadowrun for the yeah. Genesis. And I feel like I was punched in the nuts because it was like, <laughs> oh, that was not what I wanted. Well, see, I, I just sort of feel so far like Digital Trends, they picked the most important games on the Sega Genesis and not necessarily like, oh man, these games are really fun. Right. Okay. So I, I think that I think that's a fair statement. Because like people, you can have the Criterion Collection in movies, you can watch important movies, but a lot of people don't. People don't really like Citizen Kane, but right. everyone agrees it's important. So I am one of those people. Yeah, I and it's also one of those things. I guess Citizen Kane's a lot like Shadowrun <laughs> in the regards where it's like if I would have seen Citizen Kane when it came out, and I would have been like, "What are all these camera angles? What is this? This is crazy!" I probably would have liked it a lot more than when I watched it in two thousand and eight. <laughs> <laughs> where I already knew the ending and mm. like, I mean, it's like, come on. What spoiled the ending for you? Uh, probably Tiny Toons. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So yeah, that's how I feel about Shadowrun. So, it's like, it's, it, I feel like it is an important game. It's definitely mm-hmm. important. I, but I still, I, I just, I like the SNES version better. I yeah. just do. I'm with you, hundred <sighs> percent. Well, did you are, Sorry, you, are you? are you not too disappointed? Do you want to leave the show a five star rating? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you still like all this, our be, dedication to yeah. being sick and talking about yeah. a game we weren't crazy about. Be our be our little rosebud. <laughs> 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 uh, we got we're on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, five star, write a review on Amazon. You can pick up a T shirt. Leave a five star review there. Stitcher never even checked that, but that's a thing. You can leave a five star review on Stitcher. Yeah. I think Micah listens Micah to left us on one. Stitcher. <laughs> awesome, thank you. I think Jorge does too. I don't even so. know how I can check those reviews. Honestly, <laughs> I tried logging in the other day, and it was like I couldn't remember the password, and I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like on the second try, I was just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I mean, then we have tons of social media between Facebook, Twitter. Uh, so if you have a, a guest host you want, a game you want us to play, or a Patreon request, just get in touch with us or leave it in a five-star review. Mm-hmm. But however you get that to us, we promise we will get to that. 
eventually. Uh, don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about something for the Super Nintendo. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That is where the show notes live. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We are um, facebook.com slash tadpog. Uh, there's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. Um, we have been trying to make an effort to just publish more content on there mm-hmm. because I legitimately like hearing your opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's neat, uh, especially like hearing what you thought about uh, Super Mario Run. I thought that was cool because mm-hmm. I thought of our listeners immediately uh, when that was announced. Um, and So if you want to join the conversation, Facebook's the place to do it. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome, I realize. Um, guys, thank you for retweeting us, uh, especially our episode announcements, because that helps spread the word. And we need the help because I am super bad at promoting the show. I'm very, very, very bad at it. Um, promoting the show, like to me, is as difficult as it is asking a friend for a loan like that is the level of like how difficult it is for me i don't know that i've ever even heard of you doing that i think (laughs) i probably have at some point been like can you spot me like five bucks well that's fine we do we do that because it's all one big circle and then like immediately fucking repay it the moment (laughs) like at dragon con like i realized that i was super drunk and wiley um it was after the voltaire concert i was super drunk and Wiley bought some pizzas and he put it on his card. And it's like, I was drunk and forgot about it. And then like two days later, I was like thinking to myself, man, you know what I could go for right now? Pizza. Oh shit, I owe Wiley money. And <laughs> you know it was I go like, for more of Wiley's money. Yeah. <laughs> it was like immediately, I was like, dude, I owe you for pizza. And he's like, don't worry no, about yeah. it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I owe. He's like, seriously, don't worry about it. Why? Why? It's hard to get Wiley to accept money for anything. And He'll then just it, always tell no, you. No, I fine. threw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> I took it. I took it. We're not like it, it's, it's like the juggernaut meets the blob. It's like I would refuse to not give him money, and he did not want the money. So it's like one of those things where it's like if he hadn't picked it up that seven dollars would have just remained on the bed for someone else to pick up but eventually Wiley was like if it makes you feel better I will take this money that I feel like that's almost that's that's makes me that <laughs> to me that sounds like a Jacob move of just like all right well fine I'm gonna drop the money here so <laughs> I feel like I've repaid my debt to society. You can leave it there, or someone else can get it. That is up to you. <laughs> I to- like as long as that money wasn't in my wallet. That was sinful money that I had in my wallet for two days that I needed to get rid of. Um, I God, I don't even know how I got there. Oh, promoting. Yes, please help us promote and retweet us. Thank you. Uh, also. There are some really cool people who give us money on Patreon. Uh, we we do the show for mm-hmm, free, mm-hmm. and. Um, but there are some really cool people who like to to, to donate some mm-hmm. money, and we really do appreciate it. I just paid our web hosting bill earlier today, um, so that money goes towards a lot of stuff for the show, and it helps us honestly buy some games that we can talk about on the show mm-hmm. too. We upgraded our soundboard, um, and in the future we may be getting new mics Microphones, and stuff like that. Yeah. We've talked about that, and possibly we may need to get some gear for. Um, honest, honest to God, interviewing Billy Mitchell because that is a thing that I love to do. 
I got to <laughs> prophesize. I got to spread the word of our Lord and Savior. Um, so I like to take uh, a moment. The one where Dave gets furious at Tyler for shitting on Billy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're... The, the one where Tyler disrespects Billy Mitchell and Dave quits the podcast. No, you're not invited to the interview. That's not a joke. Okay. You're not invited Good. to the interview. Because I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> Uh, you can you can interview Levy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to think of it. I want to thank uh, some people who have donated recently. Uh, I'd like to thank Micah Purdue for upping his pledge. I'd like to thank Phil Hawkins for upping his pledge uh, twice. He did that twice. So thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Uh, I'd like to thank Michelle. I'm assuming which is terrified Michelle. Terrified Michelle for uh, for donating. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I really appreciate it. And also leave us more voicemails because it was great. Get your wife to leave us voicemails too. Cause I'm looking we, forward to that. We got a message about how, how much they liked our podcast and that they often would hold hands together and listen. So it was a great lesbian bonding experience. So when we set out to make this podcast, Dave, that was definitely like, we wanted to sound like, you know, like your conversation with friends and we really want lesbians to bond over it. Was that on the whiteboard? So, so we can we can wipe it <laughs> off the whiteboard. We got it. I, I and I I responded to that message. We both did. I mm. feel like we were both like, oh yes, we had to respond to this message. <laughs> I remember like I remember exactly what I said. I was like, uh, this is the best thing. This is the <laughs> best message we have ever yep. received about our show. Yep. I mean, it truly is. Like, I saw that and I was delighted. <laughs> so thank you, Michelle. We appreciate Terrified it. Terrified, Michelle. Terrified, Michelle. Thank you, Terrified, <laughs> Michelle. Also, um, I got an updated tracking number uh, on our waifu pillows from Mike H. <laughs> so thank you, Mike. We can't wait. Uh, it might already be here. I don't know because um, Nicole sent me a message saying that um, there was an envelope that was too big to fit in the P.O. box. Something freaked out the post has. office right. that's waiting for us. <laughs> there is a wife-shaped object that will not fit in the post office box. Could you please come pick that up? Uh, and I know we've got another package to open up, um, and I'll bring that, I guess, for... Uh, we can probably eat We can probably eat Cheetos, chicken fries, and open a package. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. We, I mean... We could, I mean, it's hard for anybody to do, but damn it, we'll give it a shot. We'll try to eat and receive presents. <laughs> also, this has nothing to do with Patreon, but like I mentioned earlier, we do have a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just got an email. We got a new follower, and here's the username. Okay, for two reasons I'm reading this. A, it's fucking hilarious. B, you will understand why I don't remember who says things in chat. I got an email saying that this is our new follower. Face full of alien wing wong. (laughs) So thank you for following us. Face full of alien wing wong. I appreciate it. And I love your name very much. I hope that ends up being somebody that we know. Mm -hmm. What else? You want to call us? Call Mm -hmm. us. 270-883-2555. Operators are standing by. Uh, Leave us a voicemail or send us a text. Uh, And I promise that uh, I'll fuck it up. So if you want to join the ranks of people sending us stuff for intro stories and commentary we love it it helps us out helps i mean if there's games expedites you know how quickly we're going to get to those unless you're Allegedly. a little barger still waiting on that 3d dot heroes <laughs> yeah we got that all uh four years ago just yeah about. i think we have to do it yeah. this year we're doing one game a year of the three that he sent us yeah it's almost time Catherine was really good though Catherine, well, he sent all us Catherine, Catherine and it was, was really good I've spoken about that uh, porn clip where um, people are having sex 
while the while the woman plays Catherine, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I want to make sure I hadn't forgotten that. So if you want to send us something, please send it to Tadbog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky 42002. We're on Instagram, Tadbog underscore podcast. Poke pictures, other pictures. It's going to be a picture of this Chrono Trigger shirt that Paul, Ruby Bear and Paul Kluhl sent me. Thank you still very, very much. Yes, and thank you for the uh, for Henry's Abathur hat. Um, so, uh, well, our theme song is moved by Sigmar Drive. Right, that track can be found on Tadbog.com. How did that close this out, Dave? Um, I like to close it out like you're a real-life badass magic user, and I am a cyber... Like, I'm barely a human being anymore. Okay. Which is easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time... A tropical Capricorn! You sounded like a demon. Like in an anime, like where it's like two voices. Like that are, it's very different, but speaking at the same time. I was the chibi cute rabbit, and you were the demon inside of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how people recognize us when we're together. Standard anime fare. Yeah. There's chibi rabbit and demon. <laughs> chibi demon rabbit. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I said a word a lot on this episode that I normally don't say. Do you know what that word is? No. All right. I guess you'll have to listen back to this episode <laughs> okay. to figure it out. I said a word that I normally don't say. And I, I was trying to keep count in my mind. I either said it three or four times. <laughs> so maybe I should have said it more often mm. so it would have pinged with you. Um, have you been – when's the last time you looked at our messenger group on Facebook? It's been a while. Okay, good. Because <laughs> the answer is in there. Uh, Micah actually suggested that I try to work a word in as frequently as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I did that. Um, and I'm curious if, <laughs> if you noticed or if our listeners noticed. Like, Dave sure is saying that word a lot, but maybe I wasn't saying it enough. Hmm. Next episode, I've got another word. I'm going to work in. This is going to be a new thing. <laughs> One more thing for people who edit our wiki to be like uh, I, <laughs> Dave's word of the episode is and how many times I said it <laughs> yeah well there. It, what's going to happen is we're going to have a Patreon episode where it's just me going milkshake 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 <laughs> <laughs>